Welcome to the Grit and Grace space. Come along as we explore experiences, cultivate community, and grow our appetite for adventure. Here we go. Okay, welcome back to the Grit and Grace space. This is technically the second episode. However, I'm considering it the first episode, whereas the episode that's already been recorded is more of an introduction, I'd say. So today we are going to talk about the Grit and Grace Space name, behind the name, where did it come from, and that would springboard off into give you a better idea of not only who I am, but where this podcast's foundation is and the type of community here. I want to pause for a second because for some reason I just feel so intimidated by recording the second episode. I don't know if it's having recorded the first one and being, I guess, so proud of myself (laughs) even though the content wasn't outstanding that the second one is gonna fall short which doesn't necessarily make sense because you would imagine that as podcasts continue to be recorded hopefully I'll get better at this but I'm just kind of in a weird headspace and felt like I needed to get that out there I think it's okay to you know I know it's okay to not be a hundred percent all of the time and the week leading into and the week of Thanksgiving was such, I guess, a high time for me that this past week, the week after Thanksgiving, and with, I guess, the looming notification of whether or not Alexander and I got into grad school is kind of just weighing on me, and I feel self-conscious. I feel not good enough and I've really worked on those feelings and that headspace a lot this year and I'm thankful for the progress that has been made so on top of all of those feelings there's that added component of (laughs) feeling like regression which is yucky on top of everything else. It's like, not only have you not gotten past (laughs) the confidence issues, it's that, I guess, doubting that, well, have you really gotten past that? You know what? I don't know. It's just kind of a weird space. So I might just edit all of that out, but it's a weird place to be in. And I say that to say the tone of this podcast might be a little less bubbly than normal, but I'm still, I still want to show up and I want to continue down this journey of becoming a successful podcaster. And again, what is going back to what we talked about in the last episode, what is success? To me, that's consistency and it's rich conversation and it's authentic 
communication. So with that being said, definitely showing up authentically today, but we will get into behind the name. So where does the grit and gray space come from? At work a couple of years ago, we went through this leadership training and there's a little bit of their training in there as well. And that's, I believe, originated by the army. For the executives at my company, they go through longer, week-long, two-week-long their training at West Point, which is pretty cool. And there's all of these activities they do. And I imagine there's some off-site strategy conversations potentially built in, but our company is really wonderful in that they pour into us as individuals in the sense that they want to see growth and they want to facilitate growth. So it's a long way to say. During this leadership training, I went through a mini version of the bigger program. In part of that training, we created what's called a leadership philosophy. And that leadership philosophy looks different for everybody. It should look different for everybody. Before we go any further, I'll provide the definition of a leadership philosophy. And this is just a quick Google search. I'm sure there's more variations of this definition, but a leadership philosophy is essentially a belief system that guides your own decision-making. It consists of your core principles, perspectives, and values. When you define what they are and use them to shape a leadership philosophy statement, your behaviors and decisions will remain consistent. So my personal leadership philosophy is grounded in three key words. And I imagine you can guess what the first two are, but those three words are grit, grace, and gratitude. Behind grit, for me, that means hard work and determination and not giving up and resilience. I consider myself to have a foundation in grit. The second word is grace, and that's more of, in this season of life, a challenge that word is a challenge for me, so challenging myself to give others grace and to give myself grace. I think oftentimes I can be cold-hearted or my gut instinct is to react in a negative or a judgmental way versus it through the lens of giving somebody grace or the benefit of the doubt. So for me, Right now, this word is a challenge, and it also, a a challenge to give grace. And what I mean by that is, like, challenging myself, not that it is a challenge, although it sometimes is a challenge. And that word to me is a very positive word. So 
that positivity note will lead into the gratitude concept, but just rounding out what the word grace in my real leadership philosophy means to me is has a connection to faith, knowing that I'm saved by grace through faith alone. And that's it. Growing up Lutheran, my mom was an angel taking us to church every Sunday. I was blessed to have been in a really wonderful youth group and we went through what's called confirmation so two years of learning all about Martin Luther and the Reformation and what that means for us today as Christians and assurance of salvation is something that comes pretty natural for me. So I'm I'm blessed in that. But grace, in the word grace, tying back to how much grace God gives us and that we're called, for lack of a better term, to lead a life that mirrors that. And grace is part of, is a component of that. So we'll move on into gratitude. With grace, gratitude is where the positivity kind of comes in. I would like to be a very positive person. I think sometimes that's a lot easier to do than other times. And I really notice that when I look through life with a lens of gratitude, that my life looks different, that Things are, are brighter and sweeter and warmer. I don't know if I mentioned this in the first podcast, but a gratitude practice is something that really changes my day. And it's hard to be consistent every single day, but building that habit and strengthening that habit really does change the course of my days when I start off with, you know, three things of gratitude or five things of gratitude and something a coach showed me how to do was not only just saying them or writing them in your journal, but displaying them somewhere that you see. For me, it's on my refrigerator. So when I'm making my coffee in the morning, I will write out on this piece of paper on my refrigerator the three things that I'm grateful for that day. And when I do that, like I said, it's just a much, a much more joyful start to my day. So I don't necessarily have a philosophy, a leadership philosophy statement or a life statement or a motto, but I would say that my leadership philosophy is grounded in great grace and gratitude. And those three things are how I work to see my life through. So where does space come in? It's This is the grit and grace space. To me, the word space has a connotation of community and creativity and maybe in another word for medium. So this creative work is in the podcast space and building off Sonder 
that we talked about in the last episode. We are together, but also separate in space in this world that we live in. And what does that look like? And how do we maintain individuality, but grow in community and connect? And so those that's what we'll be exploring here in this podcast. It's also <laughs> maybe a small nod to outer space and science and exploration and a fun little word that kind of brings this podcast all together with a little bow, but puts a chinzia spin on it, for lack of a better term. So going back to... We'll go back to uh, leadership philosophy or life philosophy, whatever you want to call it. And what is the importance of that? You know, why do, why do I cling so dearly to that? And why am I such a proponent of it? Number one, it makes you think. Take a second and consider who you are at your core what is important to you and how do you want to live your life and at 29 for me that could look totally different than it might at 39 or at 42 and it's okay it probably encouraged or you know shows growth with if your leadership philosophy changes over time but you know, I think it it makes you think. And so that practice alone, whether you share your leadership philosophy or not, going through the effort and the practice of defining what your personal leadership philosophy is, I think helps ground you in what's truly important to you. So that kind of segues into the second reason why I believe a leadership philosophy is important, and that is, it helps me to remain grounded. There's different seasons through life, whether that's personal life or work life or in friendships where tensions can be really high and it's easier to react instead of respond. And when I look at grit, grace, and gratitude, those are all three kind things. And when tensions are high, looking back at, I'm not saying any of this is easy, by the way, and I'm not saying I get it right all of the time. This is what my higher self would strive to be, or what I strive to be, and what my higher self looks like is purely grit, grace, and, and gratitude without the mess-ups in between. But these three words do help me stay grounded, and it's a reminder for me of what matters. Leadership philosophy is also helpful, I think, in day-to-day life when you're meeting new people or building a network, again, whether that could be work or local community or some sort of professional setting, 
where it's, it's appropriate to share your leadership philosophy. I think that gives whoever you're working to introduce yourself to a really good idea of, of who you are quickly. And sometimes that's hard to do. And whether your leadership philosophy is communicated or you keep it to yourself, it's a a good moment when you're meeting somebody new or having an introduction to reflect back on your leadership philosophy and, and it's a chance to turn back there if it's something that you may have strayed from just with the everyday challenges of life. For me, when I meet somebody new, I want to go straight into deep conversations and sometimes that's hard to do, but that's just where my personality, I think, thrives is in deep conversations and building deep connections. For me, that's sharing my leadership philosophy or introducing myself with my leadership philosophy in mind, if it's not necessarily appropriate to share at the time, is a way to kind of skip past, in my mind, some of the small talk or the getting to know you. I show up and say, this is who I am. This is what you should expect to see from me. Again, not that we're all perfect or we do that right all the time, but it's an opportunity to kind of go deeper, quicker with a new relationship. The third reason why I believe a leadership philosophy is important is that it grows as you grow. So again, it it doesn't have to change. It could change. It can be a part of your identity, like we talked about a little bit ago. You can even expand that to be a family philosophy. So for example, right now my immediate family is just myself and Alexander. We don't have children. We don't have a dog yet. (laughs) One day we will. But I imagine a future where if we do have children, you know, that leadership philosophy for our family or that family philosophy might look something more like Christ connection and truth. Things that we would want our family to be grounded in or things that we would want our are non-negotiables maybe for our family. I may change. I know I will change. I hope that I change as I grow and experience new things or learn new things or have different perspectives or learn different worldviews as I get older. That leadership philosophy can grow as you grow. And I think that's a really sweet thing to consider or, or have as an example to look back on where you've started versus where, where you've grown. I'll put some more resources in the description here if you're curious about building your own leadership philosophy or seeing some examples of, of strong leaders' philosophies or getting more curious about what we just talked about for the last few minutes. 
I would love to know and hear from you what your leadership philosophy is or your family philosophy. I think that would be a really sweet way for for this community to get introduced to each other, for lack of a better term, and start to build that connection outside of just me talking to whoever may be listening. How can we begin to learn from each other and connect in a way that we haven't in the past? So that wraps up episode, formal episode one, official episode two. (laughs) And we started this episode in kind of a weird headspace. And I think that's improved over the last 20 or so minutes. That confidence will continue to build. But bookending this podcast here is, it's okay to not always feel your best and know that these times will pass and stay dedicated. I really did not want to record this podcast today, but I knew that I would feel worse if I didn't than if I uncomfortably took this step. So the rest of the day feels a little bit lighter now, and I hope that your day is light and positive and find something to be thankful for today or more than one thing (laughs) thank you for listening